the podcast where we normally read the 1001 books the experts say you're supposed to read before you die and decide if they're really worth your time, but that's not what we're doing today. I'm Chelsea, a lover of Harry Potter and any good book that's going to make me cry. And I'm Nicole, also a lover of Harry Potter and all the historical fiction I can get my hands on. What are we doing today? Well, today (laughs) it's the end of 2018, so we are going to go over our year in reading in review. What's really fun about this is we kind of missed our our anniversary of podcast, but this is the first time I was like, wow, we've been doing this a year because we did a 2017 year in review. Uh, I know. I'm super excited about this. Also... This this upcoming year, 2019, will be the year where we get an official podcast room in my house. And Which so is pretty great. <laughs> big things are ahead for us. <laughs> um, also, so the way we do this is that we pick a few categories and we each say our favorite book in that category this year. Not necessarily books that came out in 2018, maybe, but maybe not, mm-hmm. but just books that came uh, into our reading lives this year. So it could be a really old book, but it's a uh, book that we discovered this year that we think you should read. Yeah, so our first category, we have eight categories. Our first category is the best nonfiction book that you read this year. For, this one was hard. I, I, I looked through my list. So first off, I have one more book to read, and I'll read 100 books this year. I'm definitely going to hit it. We've got a few days before New Year's Eve here. Nice. I'm at 95, and I um, <coughs> listeners may have cheated and lowered my Goodreads goal to be 100 because I obsessively needed to meet it. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. You know, I always just track my books on paper, but I noticed on Litzy that everyone's been posting their Goodreads end of the year, and it tells you, like, what's the longest yeah. book you read? What's the shortest book? And I really like that. Um, but I, yeah. My highest year before this was only like 70 books. So I read out of those 100, I read um, like 20 something nonfiction. So pretty like 80 20 ratio. Nice. Um, and my favorite one was um, Born a Crime by Trevor Noah, which I talked about on the podcast a ton. Like I talk about it in multiple episodes, um, which I just really loved it because it, it was funny and it was really interesting about South African history. And I really liked what he had to say mm-hmm. about racism and about the history that I didn't know about about South Africa um yeah I love him it was really great (laughs) what was yours mine was Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shetterly I listened to this on audiobook right at the beginning of the year and I thought it was really interesting and kind of like a nerd for like NASA things (laughs) I blame Apollo 13 Oh my gosh, that movie traumatized me when I was a child. Oh, I love that movie. (laughs) I like it too, but... Um, And I just really liked the look at kind of the mathematicians, um, the women, the female women mathematicians, and specifically the female African-American women mathematicians that did a lot of the math for NASA. And I thought it was really, really interesting. So Funny story about that book is that after I saw that movie... I wanted to read the book and I put it on hold the library and when it came I realized I had accidentally checked out like a children's book version <laughs> of it that had been made like with the movie cover you know <laughs> so I have not read it yet <laughs> it's, it's good it's a little dry I mean it's a pretty dry nonfiction, but I just thought it was really interesting because it's a topic mm-hmm. I like so if you weren't into the topic I don't think it'd be the best nonfiction around but if you find that kind of like female mathematicians in space and the African-American women like all that kind of stuff interesting it's really interesting all right nice um my runners up were the radium girls which was really Mm -hmm. good and one other one consult my list um when they call you a terrorist 
That was about the founding of the Black Lives Matter movement. Also, really that good. was that's one of my runners up as well. And then also, um, I listened to Dead Wake, which is the story of the Lusitania. Um, oh. And I'm also big into like historical shipwrecks. So I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I blame Titanic for some reason. You no, know. I was just talking with someone earlier today about Secret Santas and about how they filled out like a sheet of questions, you know, to like give people ideas. And if you were like, yeah, "What are your likes?" and you would be like, "Historical shipwrecks." <laughs> Historical shipwrecks you know, cats, about cancer. No big deal. Cancer. <laughs> and then I just hope someone would get you like a ship in a bottle or something. You know, something really weird. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Next category. Uh, best fiction this year. Oh, my best fiction this year was A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness, um, which is a children's book. But it's just, it's like kind of blurs that line between children's book and YA. And it's just so good. And it's about... Um, a little boy whose mom is very ill um, and it has like a fantastical monster in it but it's really just kind of a metaphor for like how he's dealing with her illness and it's so, so basically good. right in your wheelhouse oh, yeah. <laughs> sobbed hysterically I think this is the be- last book that made me sob like hysterically for hours yeah. I remember when we were recording one night you had just bought that book and you were like I'm gonna stay up all night and cry and read this it's gonna be so great yeah such it was wee, great. It was the best. Mm. So that's mine. What is yours? Uh, mine's uh, the Underground Railroad by Col- Railroad by Colson Whitehead. So this is a, a. I think I talked about this in the podcast mm-hmm. too. But it's a really great. Um, it's historical fiction, but it's kind of alternative history where the the Underground Railroad is a literal underground railroad Mm -hmm. and then the main character is escaping out of slavery and she's like kind of like you know stopping in different places and they each kind of represent like a certain way that both slaveholders and abolitionists were like trying to handle like reintegrating former Mm -hmm. slaves into society or like getting slaves back you know into slavery runaway slaves Uh, and it's just really good and really unique um, and powerful and stayed with me and probably like there's a lot of books about that era and some of them kind of romanticize slavery, which I don't ever, I don't like to read those ones. Mm-hmm. And this one I think was like really raw, but also something different, you know, a different, made you think about it differently because yeah. the concept was so unusual. I read that book this as well this year and I really liked it. Good. Our next category is best YA of the year. What is your best YA uh, of the year? Mine is a book that you recommended to me. I love this book. <laughs> uh, Six of Crows by Lee Bardugo. Did you know there's a new book in the world coming out? <gasps> what? It's called King of Something. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so good. It's coming out in 2019. Everybody I'm going to get on the hold of the library right now. Yeah. Uh, so this is a really fun book. Um, I think it's kind of like on the edge of being YA. It's mm-hmm. probably in that section, but it's not particularly YA. But it's about basically like a, uh, it's a heist novel in a world where there's magic which is so the most brilliant idea that i can't believe hasn't been covered before this another trope i buy into yeah. heist novels always yeah and i feel like i don't normally read those kind of things but if you add in magical yeah. land it's so good uh and i i want to read i read this book and its sequel and apparently there's a third one coming mm-hmm. but i um she has another series that's set in the same universe but kind of a different trilogy, like a different a I backstory. I haven't read those yet, but they're not I have connected, the first but they're one. in the same world. And I w- definitely want to read those in 2019. Yeah, I love Six of Crows, the duology, so much. Um, my best YA, however, was Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik. Um, this was like kind of a retelling of Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, I didn't even think about that when um, I read it. But you're right. But it's in an it's in a 
old Russia kind of place, um, but it's also kind of magical and it's amazing. I don't want to give away any of the plot, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it had a lot of character depth. It was another one of those that's technically a YA novel, but really rides that line where adults can read it and still find something in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really I'm finding liked it more too. and more. Uh, if I'm reading a YA novel, it needs to be one that also has adult themes in it. Not like sex, but like adult <laughs> like ideas and Racism. thinking or, like, yeah, yeah yeah I yeah I feel like I all the young adult books I read are all fantasy because the ones that are just like YA romances or whatever don't mm-hmm. appeal to me anymore but there I feel like some of the best fantasy writing that's going on is in the YA sector yeah. and so like that's where I tried and both those counting both those books I really like I think I chose Uprooted by Naomi Novik as my best YA for 2017 Uprooted I think was better than Spinning Silver but Spinning Silver was good yeah yeah Yeah. agreed okay let's see next category uh best series meaning a series that we started or finished this year we read something out of this year and we both picked the same thing um Uh, Throne of Glass for a regular listener uh, no surprise there that we love those books and the series finished this year I have finished them I have not but I um my win my winter break is going on right now and I have all week next week and I literally have two things planned during the whole week so I'm gonna read that last novel and it's gonna be great oh it's so good I can't wait for you to finish it so we can talk about it on here that could be a whole mini so oh god (laughs) I love that series so much yeah Uh, and I read some other books in series this year like some pieces of series but nothing nothing as compelling or as many books or I was as involved in as and like had to buy them and we'll reread them and stuff yeah and I reread the whole series up to me too um kingdom of ash which is the last one so I'm just so excited to finish it our next category is new author that you discovered that you really enjoyed and my new author that I discovered was Brian K. Vaughn, and he writes, he's actually kind of a comic book, like a graphic novel author. He writes the saga graphic novels, which are definitely, I talked about them on a previous episode. They're very adult uh, (laughs) graphic novels. Um, There's only like sex portrayed in them, which is a little bit jarring, but it's also like its core, a really cool story um, about two factions of peoples from different planets who have been warring for forever so long though that they don't really know the source of the war anymore kind of deal and um a couple falls in love from each of those two factions and then have a child and it's like their their saga of haha saga of (laughs) moving through space and running away from everybody who's trying to catch them and it's just is really interesting and really engaging there's nine volumes of the graphic novels out right now um and they're at their break point so they're halfway done with the series so they're taking like a two-year break and then they'll reset up and do the next nine um or maybe it's a one-year break but (laughs) it's really good and i i'm definitely here for when the next set of the volumes start to come out i don't i was gonna say i haven't read any graphic novels ever but that's not true i read those ones that were like about Hitler, but it was mouse. mice. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one. But I haven't read those. Read. I've heard they're good. Oh, they're good. Yeah. Uh, side note: um, Whenever you kept saying saga, so when I was in college, that's what we called the cafeteria, um, because the, and 
because probably 20 years before, the company that had provided the food uh-huh. was called Saga. But for years and years, it had been a different company. And when I, there was a company, everyone still referred to it as Saga. Saga. So I can't hear that word and think of it as what it actually means. That's really funny. Um, the author, I'm cheating a little bit because I think I read the first book by this person at the very end of 2017. But I'm going to say uh, Jessamyn Ward, who she won the National Book Award. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, that's the word you won, right? Last year um, for Sing Unburied Sing. And I read that this year and it was awesome. And then I read her previous book. Oh, no. Sing Unburied Sing, I think, got honorable mention. But the previous year she'd won was Salvage the Bones, oh, which I've I read this year. I've read that book, I think. Yeah. It's about Earthquake and Katrina. Yeah. Or not Earthquake. Not Hurricane. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, and then last year, the very end of last year, I read a nonfiction book I heard called The Men We Reaped about five young men that she grew up with that died young mm-hmm. um, in Louisiana or Mississippi, where she's Interesting. from. And I just love her books. And there's an, she recently um, was the editor on an anthology mm-hmm. that I want to get to read, too. I, her writing is – it's like Southern – gothic for a new era like yeah. it's a fresh voice because I, I feel like normally those su- normally those like southern gothic novels like the old famous ones I'm mm-hmm. like ugh, bored of them but her writing is so beautiful and it's like meaningful and I think it's really timely um and it's really personal like to her, she really like her a lot of her seems to be in her novels mm-hmm. and I'll read everything that she writes basically from now on nice <laughs> yeah yeah all right our next category is Biggest surprise for you, and interestingly, we both chose podcast books, and yeah, I think that's for a reason, you know, yeah. because um, when you're unless you're doing some sort of challenge or something, you're just reading the things that always appeal to you, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of know what appeals to you, but the podcast forces us to read stuff we wouldn't normally pick up. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, and I really thought it was interesting because the book you chose, um is a book that I was considering choosing <laughs> yeah. as the podcast. So my choice was Elegance of the Hedgehog, which we just recently... Um, It'll be the episode before this one. No, because I... That's the last one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the episode I just released because I'm on top of it. Um, <laughs> and I... So this is the biggest surprise because for the, about the first 100, first 150 pages, I was really thinking I was going to not like this book. I was not going to resonate with me I wasn't gonna ha- take anything away from it and I really just walked away from that book and I've thought about it since um and yeah me too I was just yeah. very surprised by how much that book stuck with me even though I went in thinking I wasn't gonna like that it was gonna be too pretentious yeah. in French yeah yeah I I said crime and punishment pretty much for the same reason even though we read that book and it was a slog and it took us mm-hmm. two months probably almost to read it um but I think it led and A, I feel very proud to have read it because it's on every list of books you should read mm-hmm. before you die, including this one. And B, I like, I led to like some of our better, best like podcast discussions, yeah. I think. And I, even though it was not like to my taste, I actually, I was surprised to find out that, yeah, this book is relevant. I think that does, is, should be part of our modern conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, yeah, even though it's like so old and it's like, so deeply a classic yeah. you know you kind of expect it to be worthless in the end I don't know just like unnecessary but it was so but it good. wasn't yeah yeah and I saw this funny cartoon the other day that was um like a it was a meme for like on a list of like memes for book lovers you know because that's what I do with my free yeah. time and it was like a, I think it was from the Simpsons and it, and the picture was like 
it was, you know, like Russian, Russian writers, all Russian novels. And the, the quote was, um, life's hard and then you die <laughs> or something like that. And I, was like, and I was like, very true for crime and punishment. That's funny. <laughs> very true for the Russian I know. Books. And the reason I considered crime and punishment is because I always have said, I hate Russian novels. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And like, mm-hmm. Me too. the longer we're out from reading crime and punishment, I'm like, I really like that book. Like, yeah. I didn't enjoy reading it, but I like got a lot from it. <laughs> Yeah, and I feel yeah. like the next time we draw one of those very famous big Russian books, even though I still will think it'll take us a long time to read, I'll feel like I'll go in expecting to get something out of yeah. it instead of with the lowest expectations possible. It changed our <laughs> perception a little bit. Which, that's a, I mean, that's a good book. It yeah. really changed you. That's impressive. Um, okay, fun category. Worst book. All right. I also chose a podcast book for this one, but you go. Oh, I should have chosen that. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm looking at, I hadn't seen her choice, and I should have chosen her <laughs> choice, but it's okay. I chose a really trashy novel called American Queen that I just read, and I, I have a really hard time DNFing books because I'm like, I started it. I want to finish it. I thought it was going to be valuable. <laughs> I also, like, just can't leave things unfinished. Um. This book was god-awful. So <laughs> it's about this woman who was raised in, like, Washington, D.C. society. And so I was like, yes, sweet, West Wing, great. Um, <laughs> but she falls insta-love with the president and insta-love with his chief of staff. Oh, dear. <laughs> and then they become a triad. <laughs> It was just, it just like. That sounds was, like dirty fan fiction. It doesn't sound oh, like something to be really it published. Was, it was so dirty. Like <laughs> it had, and like the president is a dom, like a dom in it. Is that, do you say dom? Is that how you say yeah, it? I think so. And yeah. she's like submissive. And so like, he's like commanding her to like crawl towards him. It was so awful. Was it made up to be like a completely made up president or was it in no, the it was like lines of up, any existing made president? Made up president. Or any past president. Um, completely okay. made up okay. president. Okay, that's a little bit And better. it's a series though. There's like three of them. Like it's been, there's a three series and I, it has like um, high ratings and the, the, um, the description of it didn't make it seem like it was going to be so dirty. Like it was like clearly like kind of a romance, but it was like, you know, like, she she grew up in Washington society and now she's falling in love with the president at like an explosive time in history. And I was like, oh, great. It's going to be a romance, but with politics. This will be wonderful. Yeah, that sounds like something. No, you'd like, it yeah. was not. I just <laughs> and then I was like, my eyes are burning. I can't read this. There was their triad and there's two more books, which I'm not going to read. Yeah, you uh, have a hard time not finishing series also, but I think you can feel good yeah, about giving this one. This up. was a one star. Yeah. So I gave it one star. It was awful. And now I'm kind of regretting, though. I don't think it was worse than the book you Uh, chose. Before I say that, that reminds me, I saw something, I think, on College Humor or something, and it was, like, things from Tumblr that about um, really terrible fan fiction. Uh And one of them was, like, someone said the worst fan fiction I ever read was um, about... Paul Ryan <laughs> and and that when he was running for vice president with Mitt Romney and then he finds out that after after they win presidents always have sex with their vice presidents and he's like Mitt are we gonna do that and Mitt Romney is like that's why I ran oh my god that's <laughs> it's like literally that's it's, your book that you just read that's so crazy it could have been I want to know that I didn't read that I just read about it in a joke because oh god <laughs> and I'm gonna read fan fiction it's gonna be about Harry Potter not about 
political candidates. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I read one Harry Potter fan fiction a year at least. I mean, I'm currently reading one because I realized I hadn't read one this year. And I was like, that's a sin. <laughs> uh, that's... That sounds horrible. Um, <laughs> my worst book is a podcast book, uh, Titus Grown by Mervyn Pace. Oh, so we, God. This year for the podcast, we read Titus Grown, and then the next book in the series, Gorman Gast. But Titus Grown was my least mm-hmm. favorite. Um, and you can go back to the episode if you want to hear us rant and rave about it for 45 oh, minutes. Oh, God, we hated that book. Um, but it was terrible. And what's crazy is that some people really love it and consider it like a foundational fantasy sci-fi book but we didn't like it because there was no magic in the universe and it was just that whole book was like here's a new character 10 pages about that character here's a new character 10 pages that character but no like not a lot of plot and just really long for what it was like it was so bad and that's the thing here uh at least american queen was only 250 pages (laughs) yeah so yeah by a long shot that i would put titus grown it might be the worst book i've ever read because if we weren't reading for the podcast i wouldn't have finished it i was looking at our 2017 list and ironically for that one i my worst book was never let me go by kazuo ishiguro Uh, which i had to read two more books by him this year but they weren't as bad as titus grown that's so so funny (laughs) all right our last category is book you can't stop thinking about and i put one on here that it's just because it's just going to drive me nuts for forever, not knowing. Um, my book of choice was Pale View of Hill, Hills by Kazuo, Kazuo Ishiguro. Because I cannot get out of my head, like, what really happened in that novel. Like, I've contemplated rereading it because it would only take one sitting to see if I get more clarity. Because I need to know, was she murdering <laughs> the children? Uh, yes. Yeah. Look back on that uh, episode if you want to hear our controversy. God, on I one. just can't get it out of my head. So it's not. I really think head. that she was. I think so too. It's not in my head for like a good reason, but it's just stuck there. <laughs> uh, mine is a book called Last Standing Woman by uh, Winona LaDuke. So I read this for a, a book club, and it's by a Native American woman, and it's kind of about the Native American experience. Um, over t- like mm-hmm. time, over generations, and and I, it was I think it's really stuck with me because it's made me think a lot more about the like historical trauma, you know, mm-hmm. of tr- of pe- tribes and how how the way that that we Americans tried to um, white Americans powerful Americans tried to like really stamp out their culture and how like that those effects are still reverberating, mm-hmm. you know, and about the um, that there, but despite concentrated efforts over hundreds of years to completely destroy them and their culture they have persisted right their their culture is still alive and uh it's just it's really good i think it's kind of an obscure book um we just picked it off of a list for the book club and so i definitely recommend that um if you're looking for to learn in 2019 to read more books by authors of color or by women that's a good one yeah. Um, and speaking of, if you're looking for things in 2019, this mini-sode was a look back at our year in review of 2018, but we're going to do two mini-sodes in a row, and next mini-sode is going to be a look forward at what our goals are for yeah, 2019 Yeah, so, so we can set, set some reading goals and some podcast goals yeah. and see how it goes. So, <laughs> so um, I hope you join us next week for that episode. Um, and until then, you can find us on... Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 1001BooksPod or Litzy at 1001BooksPodcast or email us at 1001BooksPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That helps people find the podcast. Yeah, we should start putting that in every time. Nice job. Yeah. And until then, <laughs> happy, happy reading. reading.